Quiet on the set. Action. Welcome, everyone, to the Movie Machine Podcast. Pretend uh, we didn't just do one and cheer. Uh, hosted by Hot Chocolate Media, uh, live at Convergence. By live, I mean you're listening to it later. And I'm joined by three of the Hollywood elite. Our writer, uh, Salisbury, will Brian, be... Brian, he has a first name. He's yeah. not just... A... No, it's like Prince. Right. <laughs> Our writer... Only taller. Our writer, Brian Salisbury, will be John Stamos' hairdresser on Never Too Young to Die. Our director, Kyle Decker, will be the costume designer on the canceled Superman Lives movie. (laughs) And our producer is Jacob Golliver, who vacuumed all the dust after some of the Infinity War scenes. (laughs) So, (laughs) your prompt is, the theme of the story is a light-hearted horror. The main character, a pessimistic psychic. The major event of the story, longing. The machine is random. We have no control over it. Yeah. So this this takes place in an alternate uh, dimension where they've actually found a way to eradicate murder. People no longer get, uh, they no longer, their lives no longer end by unnatural means. Now this happened fairly recently in a sort of science fiction type event that, that thrust our timeline into this parallel dimension. And one character who's very not happy about it is a psychic detective who used to be huge, used to be very popular, he was on all the uh, the TV show circuits, he was doing all the talk shows, he was solving crimes, his life had meaning, and all of a sudden he is a psychic detective with no murder victims, no crimes to solve, and he's trying to reconnect with his kids, find another hobby, and none of it's working out right. Like for example, he uh, he's a single dad, he tries to date, but the problem is he keeps hearing what the women think about him, uh, and there's no mystery in the romance because he's a psychic and he longs for a time when people could still die uh, so he comes up with a great idea I'm gonna murder somebody I'm gonna find a way to to beat the system and at least stage a murder so people think I'm useful again and that of course blows up in his face in a very farcical way but he thinks he can get away with it because nobody else will be able to figure out who the killer is he's the only one with psychic ability and they've been living for about 10 years now in a world without murder so uh, I mean think of it in terms of the demolition man future where the police don't know how to deal with murder death kills because they haven't had one in 10 years and our plucky detective is you're rooting for him but at the same time he's uh, he's a little bit of a scumbag because he he just wants to be popular and in the limelight again and is willing to kill for it so that's uh that is my if i remember correctly happy-go-lucky uh with a psychic horror comedy about longing yeah. Okay, great. You still have a minute? or are You, you want a good... Does this have a title? Yeah, I was gonna, Does it have a title? Gonna, yeah, you get to give it a title. Uh, it's called I Thought I Knew You. Okay. All right. So, Kyle, the script for I Thought I Knew You comes in and just almost... It's trying to project it, you know, through weird waves. Um, it kind of shows up in your brain backwards. Uh, eventually, a psychic's able to interpret your dreams for you, and you have the script. Mm-hmm. Uh, so how are you going to make this movie? Um, well, so I'm gonna like I'm really gonna lean into the kind of like farcical comedic style of it. So I want it, people to realize it's a comedy. So I'm gonna 
the lead, our, our psychic detective, who uh, used to be grand and popular, and now he's kind of out of a job, and he's kind of put upon, and he, he resorts to killing and coming out. He's going to be played by Jack Black. We're going to film this very kind of, like, desaturated tone, so everything's like, you know, it's a world where there's no longer murder, so it kind of feels almost alien or like a, a, an impressionist painting almost. So the world's very clean and all, but all of his murder scenes are just like... We're gonna go full horrific. I'm gonna I'm gonna break out the same team that did the uh, all the blood effects on Upgrade. If you've seen that movie, they're they're very and we're, we're buckets and buckets of fake blood and everything. And we're just gonna have the one murder scene, but it's gonna be so graphic. People are gonna be writing for it for for a long time. And he gets so pleased with it as the detective that helps work on this case. He becomes so popular and he sells the pictures he took on the scene as as paintings and all, and becomes a celebrity around this murder he committed that is the great unsolved murder that he's working on and it's always close and he keeps drawing out you know we'll get to this murder someday but he never does another murder he never falls into the serial killer trope because everyone will see that coming and the same time the big goofy thing is uh he's trying to reconcile with his kid like you said, he's a single dad, and it's going to be played by Gaten Matazaro from uh, Stranger Things. And they're just going to, like, he's going to try and get along with his son. And his son turns out is psychic, too. And his son realizes his dad is the murderer, and his son has to figure out how to ex expose his dad without anyone finding out. And then his dad discovers his son because they have they mind link, and there has to be a big confrontation with father and son, where eventually the son teams up with his all his high all his middle school friends, and they take his dad down and bring him to justice. And uh, like you said, we'll, we'll it'll be pretty much low. We will only film in a few locations. We'll like we'll do the whole first Thor movie. We'll just rent out a small town somewhere and just film the whole thing there. But the big like we'll find like an old like uh, sawmill or something to do the fi final conflict at. So there'll be like hanging saw blades and all be visually cool. And then uh, Jack Black will like fall and get hurt, and the cops will arrest him. And it's like sad that his son betrayed him, and also realize he became the monster. And yeah, it'll be great. It'll end with Jack Black like screaming in a prison cell as his son turns his back to him and be very emotional. Yeah, it sounds hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, it's funny to that whole thing because it's Jack Black. Have you seen that guy? He's like, he's fat and he can do jumping jacks. It's great. All right. That's all I got. So, Jacob, production, you know, thoughts are underway for I Thought I Knew You. Uh, so how are you going to make this bad boy make money? That's a great title if we want to send it to like an art house. Or like win some awards, but well, that's also why it doesn't really trail. Put, but like, doesn't really put butts in seats. And if you're pitching as a comedy, we need something different for that. Uh, you know, you mentioned uh, Demolition Man, and I basically forgot everything else you said after that. So the the concept in that movie where like Taco Bell is the only restaurant, we want to do that too as a reference. <laughs> uh, but we're gonna do it with the the restaurants that have the most popular and the most funny Twitter accounts. So it's gonna be <laughs> Wendy's and Moon Pie. Are the only brands that still exist in this in this universe. I'm, I'm on board for this. So <laughs> we want to have uh, like gratuitous product integration for Wendy's and Moon Pie uh, in this bad boys. P feel free to write those in. Make it a plot point that they go uh, and they eat this food. Um, beyond that, the rest of it's okay. I mean, you, you you got a future movie with only like one death in it. Which are people going to want to see that? Because, like, you kind of got to put that in the trailer to get people to show up, right? See, my original idea was multiple people get killed by this detective in a sort of 
uh, slowly ramping up okay. circumstance of trying to stay more and more relevant. And I also didn't Can't, mention the sci-fi element is that there is a a wave that's emitted in this particular dimension that it, it uh, neutralizes the part of the brain that actually, like the reptile part of the brain that gives people the uh, the compunction to kill and the, the will to do it. So his psychic ability actually nullifies that. And we can of course work in something to the effect of uh, that Wendy's is the only restaurant, so there's some additive in the Wendy's food that also nullifies that. So that also keeps people from murdering. So there's, there's a lot we can do with that. Damn Wendy's Happy Burgers. I like it. Yeah. Um, Happy Burgers. Right. That's your new title. Boom. Yeah. Um, the can we make it so that those those deaths are more? Well, I I'm not even gonna say can we. I, I'm gonna say let's do this. Each death needs to be more gratuitous and cause more collateral damage. That is what I'm gonna pass down so that we have a sense of building towards the end of this movie. Because there, there's gonna be plenty of people who will show up to see this kind of weird, absurdist sci-fi comedy, but there's also gonna be a lot of people who are gonna see the trailers and are gonna think that it's something else, so we need to have a little something for them, and I, I think that's gratuitous death and explosions. So find, find some way to get those in, and I think we're gonna be okay. Um, also, uh, can we get Jared Leto in this somewhere? This really seems like the kind of weird, terrible movie that he would be into. But he still seems to sell tickets, so I, I think that, that may work. Jared Leto is going to play the head of uh, the new religion in okay. this, in this uh, timeline, since there's no murder. Make uh, it super fucked up. People, people don't have to look for as much reason in the world when death doesn't come kind of randomly and unfairly. So he kind of starts a, a, a new religion and, and sets himself up as the prophet and it just kind of pushes the idea that this is the greatest, this is a utopia we are living in, uh, really praising uh, the Wendy's all hail the redhead God and, um, and, and really just how great it is to live in this world. And that's why he is chosen as Jack Black's first target for the murders because it's really gonna get under people's skin if the leader of this cult-like new religion that everybody's buying into is, is the first one to go. So yeah, we can work Jen, Jared Leto in, in that I will kill him. Uh, and your round just started like 30 yeah. seconds ago, any, so any you can other, keep going. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> What, what else did you want me to say? Is there like, I feel like this change? is perfect. Uh, All right. Well, okay. I'll, I'll, you want more deaths? More elaborate? I got you. Uh, I'm going to actually make Jared Leto the last kill and make it elaborate. However, I'm going to give him... He only will appear on like occasionally like news screens and all it'll say like great religious leader uh causes more fervor and everything so his screen time will always be kind of like back and on the screen so we don't have to look at him much because fuck jared leto uh also i want to keep him away from the other cast as much as possible so he stops sending them used condoms as jokes because also fuck that guy but so the all the crews that work on the okay go videos I'm going to get them on my crew to help me build elaborate death machines that Jack Black builds to kill people. And each one will get more. Basically, everyone will be an OK Go video, but an OK Go video of murder. And they'll just build up and get more and more elaborate. So OK Die. Yeah. yeah, and so Jack Black keeps building him. Jack Black kind of descends into this mad thing, uh, and and his son has to stop him, but doesn't realize. But the fine, big final death of Jared Leto is like this big, like city. Like he uses the whole city. So like you think the red light changing by accident, a car crashing is just random, but it like helps kick off like a dump, uh, a homeless guy bumping to a dumpster that rolls down a hill, that flips a fruit stand and everything, and eventually ends up with Jared Leto getting launched into the oceans where there's a whole bunch of great white sharks he lands in and gets torn to bits <laughs> like it'll be completely over the top and, and he and, is a method actor yeah so he he's volunteered to go into a shark 
tank full of sharks without a cage just so the emotion can be real. I, I think you should use the OK Go visuals not so much for the murders but for this mind meld dreamscape that you talked about when Jack Black and his son finally connect. So I, I, I feel like you have a lot of instance for comedy if he's trying to run away you know, and you can't run in a dream and they're chasing each other. There's there's a lot of, of fun you can have with that with the uh, okay As long as I can kill Jared Leto with a Rube Goldberg machine. No one's machine, saying don't, don't kill Jared okay. Leto. So like, we're gonna I'm just gonna, I want to kill him with a Rube Goldberg machine. Your bloodlust for him will be sated. Yeah, don't worry. So, and we'll take care of it and then maybe we can stop the Morbius movie he's making. Because, I mean, Lawrence Fishburne already did that role so great. So why so, do you need Jared uh, Leto? So, oh, Morpheus. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna do it. We're gonna build up, and we'll, we'll make the violence so kind of over, over the top that makes it comedic, kind of like a killer clowns from outer space kind of style, if you will. Yeah, leave it at that. We'll just make it fun and like also like horrifically violent because that's fun too, right? That's all I got. All right, so Jacob, last chance for. So did you change the title to Happy Burger? I, I pitched it, yeah, if you want to. Okay, wanna. so uh, you have all the stills, all the things of Happy Burger. So what are you going to do before this goes out the door? Well, let me tell you guys, this burger makes me very happy. <laughs> uh, that, that sequence with Jared Leto getting eaten by the sharks in this sort of like weird Wendy's shamanistic costume that we've given him is, it's just, it's pure cinema magic. I don't know if there's going to be another scene ever that, that rivals its glory. So well done. Well done on that, gentlemen. Oh, and Jared Leto's character's name is going to be The Dave, since it's a Wendy's cult. I'll hail The Dave. Yeah. yeah. Um, however, you failed to include the other popular Twitter, Moon Pie, somewhere in here. Um, and I'm, I'm going to say that the, the military in this universe is Moon Pie Guard. So they're, they're going to wear uniforms with like the Moon Pie logo on their shoulders and everything. I see the movie machines being recalibrated as we speak, because um, <laughs> you know they're they're giving us a little bit of cash as well. Um, but yeah, no, I'm I'm really happy with this. I think it's gonna be weird. It's gonna be strange, but people are just gonna eat it up, much like delicious Wendy's and Moon Pie. I want a frosty now. Yeah, I think one thing that I would really like to change Wendy's, at the end. Please pay us for this episode. One thing I would really like to change at the end is that I think. Jack Black's character needs some sort of like comeuppance. We kind of hinted that like he gets arrested or like he gets turned in. I think he needs a gruesome death too. I, I really want to see that one almost be like slightly underwhelming compared to the other ones. Just like he went through all this effort to do this stuff for the other ones, but his is just like super simple and it's kind of like twistedly ironic. Okay, I got you. Um, so at the end of the movie, when the walls are closing in on him, and he's he's doing whatever he can to stop those the, the mob that is is trying to come in and uh, and collect him. He actually climbs on top of one of the Wendy's locations and is is basically you know talking about you know I am your new god I am I control your fate. Uh, he and his son have a moment where you think you know he's like dad and you know having the speech with him and you think he's going to. to kind of come to his senses, but then, you know, he, he tries to kill his son with another runaway dumpster, it doesn't work, and his son gets mad and fires back with his mental uh, capacities, causing the, the giant illuminated burger on top of the Wendy's to fall and crush our detective, thus bringing the title Happy Burger full circle. All right, so with that in mind, I'll input this into the movie machine. I'll, we'll have the audience vote oh, on oh, the second. I, I got yeah, a, a one-liner that ends, so it, as, Jack Black is underneath the giant burger on the ground. 
Can we all turn, just pitch turn, one-liners for a moment? Turn, yeah. Turn, turn to hamburger. Take uh, a bite, uh, shithead. I, uh, and uh, uh, Devin Maserato looks down, and he looks at his friend. I'm like, I guess Dad's just ground meat. <laughs> That's not even a pun. Okay. So he, he's I'm, on the ground, and he's turned to meat. Yeah. It's totally a pun. It's Eat a this, pun. mine, papa. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just going to add a little... Okay. Um, <clears throat> I guess I'm no longer son of Baconator. <laughs> so thumbs up or thumbs down? I feel like it was a thumbs up until you said this. <laughs> oh, near unanimous. Uh, yeah. Very, very near. Okay. So putting this in the movie machine, which sounds like... It's really up close chewing. Sure. <laughs> hold on. Wait, hold on. <laughs> God. So this is just what you guys do every week. <laughs> uh, so, cool. Moon Machine, uh, the first sentence in just giant font is, uh, so Jared Leto is dead. You killed him like you threw him in sharks. But um, he's, he, he, he absolved us because he said wait, he wanted to do CG? it. Wait, that wasn't CG? Right. Um, oh, no. So Warner Brothers is a little upset because now they can't have the standalone Jared Leto movie, Joker movie. So they should be happy is the only way he was going to get invited back to the Oscars was on the in memoriam reel. So. Right, exactly. <laughs> so that whole can of worms and, you know, that actually ends up bringing some a little bit of uh, chaos to Warner Brothers DC film franchise, which is unexpected. But we're talking about this movie. Is it? And so one thing, first off, that people bring up is the fact that the movie ends exactly like Good Burger the Nickelodeon Good Burger, except more Edgelord, to the point where people are pretty convinced that this is actually just a remake. Um, <laughs> With white people. Right, and what? just, uh, you know, basically the rumor, and then like Keenan, you know, just spreads the rumor like, oh yeah, no, this was just to cause trouble, that yeah, this was a script, but Nickelodeon thought it was a bit too, uh, bit too much for him. So uh, you get people to see it for that reason? Other people, most critics are just really confused by the tone of this film. Some people compare it to Death of Smoochie in that regard. In the, uh, I'm okay with I that. Win. I'm right, totally exactly. okay with that. So, <laughs> you're, this movie is definitely an anomaly. A lot of people see it. it. It's mostly you just can't shake off the killed Jared Leto, which people reputation. should hail us as heroes for. And um, that is why a lot of people see the movie. But you know. Which we're not advocating here on the podcast, because we, but uh, that's what happens. So you make all your money in the first two weeks just because everyone wants to see the film that killed Jared Leto, and possibly is a remake of Good Burger. But Ooh, after, I just thought of my one-liner. But, okay, so it's <laughs> hey, the, the, save it for time. Uh, save it for time travel. Sorry, I didn't know there was parliamentary procedure in your podcast. So you are able to make your money back in the first two weeks, and then. This movie actually gets banned for showing extreme, gruesome, shark-eating scenes. So that makes it more popular because people want it more. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell, I'm gonna buy a server to sell downloads 20 miles offshore. I'm gonna buy a, a oil rig in international waters. Problem solved. Well, that's your business. Um, however, 
You have two minutes, everybody, to make any last-second changes you want to make to this. If there's someone you want to use time travel to save, I don't know, or a film. No, we're good. Okay. Uh, <laughs> then in that case, well, you have two minutes to do whatever you want. Uh, the uh, the one-liner that I thought of was when the burger comes down, uh, the son kind of turns toward his friends and he goes, now that's what I call takeout. <laughs> <laughs> Credits. <laughs> and I'm not changing a damn thing because yeah. my, my movie being compared to Death to Smoochie is a compliment and a half, and I will take that and run. Yeah. I, I'm kind of in the same way. Like I like that, 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 that one liner is great. It's a great way to roll credits. Like I said, I will buy the oil rig in international waters so people and I will keep my entire Blu-ray stock there and everything and so like you can't get me law and I also uh, invite Wendy's to build a Wendy's on the oil rig and it'll become like a tourist destination people will visit with their yachts and eat Wendy's on the the place where we, we broadcast the film we'll open Wendy's at the San Diego Comic Con that are labeled as happy burgers like, yeah yeah it'll be great so uh, and yeah I'm happy I let's call it art I'm Death to Smoochie is a great comparison. I'm down. That's all I need. And we killed Jared Leto, so it means we don't get to see him in films anymore, which, which is not, a service to humanity. Which we're not advocating. Yeah, I feel no. like you're going to get a really interesting email from his lawyer. Uh, yeah. We're just hypothetically... The movie machine is way it's totally real, right? Yeah, sure. Anyway, uh, Jacob, <laughs> last second chance. Yeah, and I mean, just to be clear, you know, I'm, I wouldn't wish for the death of anyone, but I wouldn't feel bad if Jared Leto scorched his balls on an erstwhile barbecue. <laughs> so that's that's kind of where I'm at on this whole thing. That's the plot of a oh. different movie. <laughs> <laughs> Unless he's into that. Anyway. He'd probably do it as a method for a film. You're right. Yeah, I mean, this this turned out pretty good. I think the, the one big change that I want to do, since we got, like, people who thought it was kind of, like, Good Burger, I think we can kind of, like, get ahead of that reference. We're going to bring in, not Keenan, because, nah, we're going to bring in Kel Mitchell, who actually hates a lot of the stuff that he did in the 90s, and we're going to have him just, like, as, like, Which a cameo bit. Which means his entire career. Right. <laughs> oh! <laughs> Sorry. Right. What did he do outside of the 90s? His career right. was not Y2K compliant. Right. <laughs> Aside from Mystery Men which was great 1999 uh, still just yeah. want to point that out <laughs> yeah just making it clear that he doesn't uh, abjectly hate that film so uh, we'll bring him in and kind of like we'll make some kind of sly references to this being like very fucked up in comparison to Good Burger and we'll kind of let him do a little bit of you know shitting on his own rise to stardom in a way that will be cathartic for him but also be a cute reference for people who who kind of saw that in the film so that's really the only change that I want to make and I think we should pitch a few more one-liners oh I like this all right, uh, specifically for Happy Burger. Right, yeah. So, like, stuff that happens when that, that falls down. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so, I, I'm going to I'm 20 gonna seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like you just got 20% leaner. <laughs> uh, can Jack Black come out of the bathroom and goes, I just have the number two. Okay, and that's time. So... Um, <laughs> So nothing really changes in the movie. Uh, I'm just kind of wanting to look a little bit more into the impact of some of your other actions. Um, so you're you, you just know, super died. What I'm sorry. What, what, so no. So your offshore snuff film selling and eatery theater does pretty well. 
Um, it's the first of its kind. How did we get? He signed you? a contract. Okay. Uh, <laughs> to the movie machines. When <laughs> we, get, we get places like this all the just fucking like time. Brandon Lee and the Crow, he signed a contract. Okay. Uh, Wendy's is Jesus. was not fully uh, did not know everything about it when they signed up. So we have them sign contracts. However, since this is International Waters Wendy's, uh, they the main branch Wendy's cuts them off, and so it's now. Now we can call Endies. it Happy Burger. Now, now, now it's, it's called Happy Burger. Just call it Happy yep. Burger. Yeah. So that we still have a red-headed mascot. Well, duh. But it's Christina Hendricks now. <laughs> so, like, trade up. We win. <laughs> so that was the Movie Machine Podcast. Uh, thank you all for coming here, here at Convergence, and for listening to us at your home uh, or your wherever. Yeah. Brian, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me in International Waters uh, selling snuff films, apparently. Uh, <laughs> or you can find us uh, at Junk Food Cinema on Twitter, uh, on iTunes and Blog Talk Radio. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash junkfoodcinema. Okay, and we will end, as we always do, with a quote from our patron saint, Jaden Smith. I hate this, by the way. <laughs> this, is, this is the part of the show that I really don't understand. <laughs> We don't either, but okay, we've been enough. doing it for 100 episodes, so we can't stop. <laughs> they want you to believe the sun is hot. I urge you to ask yourself, have we ever touched it? Think about it. <laughs> no. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, and goodbye. Okay.